to be in the world protest. You know, it's Halloween. I guess everyone's entitled to one good scare, huh? There's no more room in hell. The dead will walk here. Look at me, Damien. It's all for you. <laughs> Welcome to season two, man. Grab your buds and grab some bud, because tonight we're going tripping in the woods. Peace, love, and a word from our killer sponsor. This episode is brought to you by whole wheat cereal in shapes of fingers and toes and marshmallows of eyeballs. Scare your parents today for breakfast when you pour in your milk on the cannibal cereal and watch it turn bloody red. (laughs) Cannibal cereal. Coming to you this Halloween from the Hills of Eyes, guys. Welcome back to the woods. Are the Mojave Desert? Are I'm not sure which desert they uh they they said they were in this Sahara. one, but they Sahara. filmed it. They filmed Vegas, it Las Vegas desert. in the Mojave Desert. They were in the Sahara. Okay, is that the Matthew McConaughey movie? Yes, <laughs> he's still out there on his <laughs> so, wind surfboard thing that he made. Making good time. You watched the movie. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) He's really going to get to this movie. Where are we going? I know. It's like Interstellar, but in the desert. Yeah, it's exactly (laughs) the same movie. Same concept and everything. (laughs) I've never seen it, I'll be honest. (laughs) But I know what you're talking about. I've seen that bit. (laughs) I've only seen that part of the movie where he's on the the thing. He's like, we're making great time. I don't know where we're going. Is it it Steve Zahn? You have it on DVD somewhere. Is it Steve Zahn? I love Steve Zahn. Remember him? What happened to Steve Zahn? I can watch him in anything. I feel like if we Google right now, we're no, going to find out something real fucked up happened, and that's why we, we, he's not around anymore. No, he he was in uh, Planet of the Apes uh, movies, the sequel. Yeah, but those are old, too, now. the fuck does Steve yeah, Zombie do now? Daddy Daycare, he's awesome. I, I watched that a couple times with Tegan. What's the movie with uh, with Jason Biggs that he's in that's 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 really good? With uh, him and Jack Black, where, the, where Jack Black ends up like, at the end of the movie saying he's gay. Um, that was a very underrated movie. Saving Silverman with Steve Zahn. Very oh, underrated. Oh, yeah, wow. Very underrated. Fuck? Yeah. Strange Wilderness was a very it was a cool. I about to say comic. yeah, he did Strange Wilderness. Yeah, yes, yeah. All right, so yeah, we are in season two, episode five. five. Yeah, five. All right, season two, episode five, the halfway mark. I think we're making good time here in the woods. So, so can I say this? Hopefully, this episode will come out. If it does come out in time, uh, happy Fourth of July, everybody! Wave those red flags, <laughs> red, white, <laughs> red, 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 red flags. Shoot those fires, baby! <laughs> Fourth of July. He should be like back to school. <laughs> That's probably when it's gonna come out. <laughs> Hopefully, Blaze is able to get the the you know editing time done before the Fourth of July. That would be a good. Ooh, happy yeah, Halloween! I hate you guys so much. <laughs> Actually, this film that we are doing was released in July, which is fitting for how we are recording. The movie we are doing is a is a classic, early nineteen seventy seven film, written. Directed and edited by Wes Craven, doing the trifecta there. We're talking about the Hills Have Eyes. We th- this movie takes a little bit from obviously uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but this movie also pushes that that cannibalistic family a little further and that family on vacation trope. 
And I, I think it's it's a well done film and rewatching it again because I haven't seen it in, in forever. I loved it. I, I it was an enjoyable ride all the way through. I love the grittiness of it, the the camera work. It's definitely early craven. It's just early movie making. And there's just something magical about it when it works out. And I think it works out really well in this film. Let's talk to our cannibal family on the pod here today. <coughs> We have the Pluto-looking Niebauer. How are you? It's fucked up, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. <laughs> well, how come I couldn't be named after one of the dogs? I think one of the dogs' names was like Beast or something, right? Yeah, it was Beauty and Beast, so yeah. he didn't fit e- either one. Yeah, that's true. God damn. <laughs> Fuck. No, no, Pluto was awesome. What do you mean? He's been in a ton of like B-rated films and horror films lately. No, I would on. actually call I would call Knee Jupiter. I thought Knee was Pop Papa Jupiter with that nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, how are you, Nibar? Uh, I'm I'm fine. Thanks. Okay, cool. Thanks, now guys. let's go to Mercury, who I think is actually the producer also, and he wanted a little spot yes. in this movie, and that's how he got in it. Hey, hey, Steven, how you doing? I'm uh, very, very excited to be here. Thank you guys for having me on once again. This is the highlight of my month. How often do we do this? Once a month? Maybe. Thank you. We try. <laughs> Been a little busy. But yeah, no, we try to get on. It's always fun when we do get on. It's like our, our book reading club. But That's what she said. They call me Mercury because I come first. I thought they called you Mercury because you're retrograde. (laughs) 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 We are doing The Hills of Eyes, as we have stated multiple times. This is a movie about a family on vacation pretty much making a wrong turn. Hint, hint, that's another cannibalistic horror film that this has inspired. Eliza Dushku. This one did spawn a sequel. Apparently Wes Craven was trying to get it in space, which I don't know how that was always a thing for horror sequels to try to get to space, but three never made it. I'll say I saw the remake first and the remake was brutal. I didn't know how much this the remake took from the original, but it, it took quite a bit. Seeing the cannibal family compared to the vacation family is a really cool juxtaposition in this film. So I know they only supposedly only made a sequel. I thought they did actually or they he wrote a third film and it wasn't an official mm-hmm. sequel, but it get it's you know back in the day in the in the eighties, which was the VHS era where everyone was trying to like, you know, sell whatever they can, you know, via VHS and, and early DVDs, there there was a third film. Ah, I forget God, I, I forget uh, what the name of the movie was, but it's pretty much like an unofficial The Hills of Eyes 3. Well, yeah, he had an idea, but he completely rewrote it for Mind Ripper. Mind Ripper, yes. I think. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, but yes. he completely rewrote it. It has nothing to do with either of the, the uh, previous films. It does have the alternate title of The Hills of Eyes 3, but it has no story element. The Hills of Eyes Part 3, Mind Ripper, yep. I actually want to see this. I think I, this looks interesting. Lance Her- Lance Herkerson or, or, or Giovanni Ribisi. Like, this looks real interesting. None of that sold me on it, but all right. <laughs> and it does, play, it does take place in a desert. And it does take place on experimenting on humans by the government. 
So I'm, I'm thinking Hills of Ice here. Let's let's get everybody's first first reaction so far. Let's let's do that. I was going to, I was thinking about that, but man, our first reactions while I'm editing this, the last one is like so brutal, and I have to find a way to put it into the back of the episode. And I mean, that's where I've been struggling. Places like places like no, please, because I I just I'm just crying. I'm just crying hearing you guys talk about this movie. That I'm losing all motivation to edit this damn episode. No, okay, yeah, let's just keep it short and sweet. Great classic. You can't talk about 70s horror without talking about this movie. Horror in general without mentioning this movie somewhere in some aspect. Go, Nebar. So I think the the opening bit for the movie was actually pretty good because you get basically what they're going to be afraid of later is like the family and the old grandpa guy kind of foreshadows that. And then you're trying to figure out what the girl is doing at first because she needs to leave too. So that was kind of interesting. And then the grandpa guy... Made it very abundantly clear, do not get off the road, basically, and try to, like, search for whatever they wanted to find. And I thought he did a pretty good job, but the the family are idiots, and they're like, oh, whatever. Just gonna go take this random road that goes nowhere, and we're gonna go ahead and take that. So I thought it was a pretty good setup for what ends up happening later. His name's Fred. His name's Fred. Let's just say that. Yeah, it's Fred's Oasis. It's called Fred's Oasis. Come on, Mike. Grandpa pushes that trope of the the harbinger of doom which is the old man that the first thing the uh the vacationers hit this has a lot of elements that are pushed forward in other films that you know came from here and he he's the one who warns them and whatnot and they don't listen and they just think he's a crazy guy that's probably never seen humankind in so long in this desert so you want to know my initial reaction <laughs> i like the film but i could care less about anybody making it out alive that dog was a fucking champion he, like killed a bunch of he killed more people than anybody else. And he's just a dog. He got two. Dude. He got two. <laughs> they each got one. Nobody got more than one. So my my initial reaction, the family were fully stocked. They had two guns. They had a whole thing of food. They had shelter that was mobile. I mean, they literally had everything you could do to make like a last stand. And they just fucked it all up and they botched it. And then the Hills Have Eyes guys, they had <laughs> Really great. <laughs> the hills have eyes, guys. They are the eyes in the hills. See that? We're the hills of eyes, guys. We're wise, guys. <laughs> they had the cover of darkness and they totally blew it. And the guy had like a pistol and he was still running out of the RV when some people came back. And I'm like, come on, man. You guys are like out outnumbering these people and you're in the cover of dark and you know the area. Everybody made the dumbest decision possible. I like the film overall. Yeah. But yeah, I could just literally care less if anybody made it out i just hated everybody well this is the the movie of the underdog you said they had everything and then what happened they lost everything and then the cannibals had everything and then what happened then the cannibals lost so it was like whoever didn't have you know whoever was underestimating the other kind of like fell out i mean funny enough (laughs) what i thought was your first initial reaction me you know i was gonna probably beat up the film more but with your initial reaction now i actually think i'm gonna probably give the film better praise than you do i like the film i thought it was good i just thought the characters were dumb so i'll say this i mean well that that's not was that was the point of the movie not not the interpretation that i got and not the interpretation that I feel Wes Craven was trying to show. And it, it, he didn't care. It wasn't about the family necessarily surviving. It wasn't necessarily about the family winning or the or the Hills of Eyes gang, Wills of Eyes guys winning. It wasn't <laughs> about that. To me, it was about showing. And again, I didn't like the film. 
I, uh, there's a lot of things I could break down on what I didn't like about it. I understand it was a, it's an older film. I understand it had a low budget, which I do praise about it. And that's something we can talk about in a minute. And I understand it's only Wes Craven's second ever film. In itself as a film, very terrible, just put together. And I have a lot of reasons why. Right. However, it's a film that if I'm a professor of horror f- movies, if I'm a professor of films of the 70s, Are you? I'm showing that. The hills have eyes. And here's the reason why. Because I think it does a great job of showing the brutality of man and comparing it versus the people you consider animals that live out in the and the, eat raw animals, they live out in a cave, versus the nice Christian civilized. family that's visiting. They're civilized, but if you look at those shots, and those are probably the shots I would take away from it, I enjoyed the juxtaposition of seeing how brutal the civilized family was at the end when they were just trying to survive. That they threw all that out the window, Forget that Christianity. Forget that. Ooh, I'm doing backflips for some reason kind of stuff. That's awesome. Don't, don't, hang on. <laughs> don't, don't hate on it. Okay? You know, he, he, had, he had like dirt on his hands or ketchup, and then he does like a, a handstand, and you're just like, what are you doing, man? You have dirt all over you now, and it's going to be sticky. So sticky on you now. So we'll get to that, but I give the movie credit for that. I think it's, I think it is a quintessential film. Like you said, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Last House on the Left, Halloween. I think it fits in its place, and I respect it for that because I think Mm -hmm. it's to this day it'll show you and tell you that story. However, the script terrible, the acting terrible, a lot of the shots terrible, cinematography. All the acting was atrocious. The the chick who played Ruby, the chick, Blade, I know you know this, Blaze. The chick who played Ruby, they literally just were like, everybody run. Whoever wins the race is going to get her role. Yeah, just okay? because you won the audition <laughs> because of that doesn't mean anything. Come on! And Bobby? There's a, yeah, Bobby. I would say there's a lot of bad acting, but not enough to be like, oh, overall. Like, I like Big Bob. I like the dad. Big Bob, Fred did the fine job, but no, but Bobby? Bobby, I didn't like it. Mike's probably favorite scene in the movie was when they hired this guy, he goes, listen i could do flips and they were like we don't need that he's like no but i could do flips they're like we don't need that he's like can you please let me do flips in the movie and they're like yeah shoot we'll shoot a flip you know what he did is he just got it in <laughs> he just got it in on the fly he got it in he didn't even mention it when he auditioned all he did is she showed up and he's like i got ketchup on my hands no way man i'm doing a front handstand flip thing and then he somehow left it in the movie why did he do that why did he do that that has that has nothing to do with the movie <laughs> Round off back handspring. And he knew, obviously, they don't, they, it's budget restraints. They don't have a lot of film, all right? They can't, there's not a lot on the cutting board. Okay? <laughs> That's it. That's it. We're rolling. We're rolling. I have no clue why he did that. That threw me off more than anything else in this movie. So you want to talk about acting? And again, I don't want to jump scenes, but when he falls down the hill and he gets that little scratch on his face that keeps changing, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I get you're on it a budget. For a makeup lot, yeah. department, great job. <laughs> great job on that. It keeps changing. He acts so <laughs> weird and creepy. He's like, I don't. We're never talk. getting anyone on this podcast that's famous. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had they had the weirdest they had the weirdest brother sister kind of like relationship you could like probably think of. It was so gross, and the, the family is just like let's not talk to each other and just all do our own thing and try to survive. And you're just like you guys have guns and food and <laughs> fucking shelter and shit, and you guys are just like ah! no, no, Mike, no, you're overblowing. They they don't know what's out yes, there and they don't exactly, know that they're under exactly, attack most exactly. of the film until but it's what too they late. decided to do was just not talk to each other about anything that was going on yeah that's a family the whole spider was like in the the spider was in the the camper oh don't tell anybody about it i'd be like look at this giant fucking spider i killed and i would like throw it at somebody you know why that that 
that's not even mentioned. That spider wasn't in the script. They found that spider on the road or whatever, and they just put it in there and added that part, like, on the fly. I think a lot of shit wasn't in the script, because just the stuff, like, you could tell, like you said, I think they did have a budget on how much film they had, because there are some scenes, you know, where they're kind of chasing after each other throughout the film, and, you know, we'll break down each of those, but where I just feel like they weren't sure what to say to each other, and there was nothing in the script, so they just were kind of like, hey, uh, Doug... Ruby, where are you? Like, okay, man, that's creepy. That was creepy stuff. What? I like that. They hired the same voice actor that did Black Christmas. So that guy is <laughs> the same voice actor that they hired. I would say the voiceovers were a little weird, especially in the beginning when Doug is in that, like, whatever, where he sees the blood on the window. His whole thing is, like, voiced over, and it's really yeah. weird. But that was the most offsetting voiceover. The rest of the movie was fine. See, again, like, you wouldn't be like, you wouldn't go back to the camper and be like, look, man, I just saw some fresh blood you know back over here we should you know probably leave no well he said he's like oh i think one of your grandkids hurt themselves in that room you know yeah but he didn't tell anybody on the camper you gotta tell everyone do you tell everyone about everything you see man i know dude i swear to god niebauer <laughs> niebauer you don't talk to us for a month i know <laughs> niebauer acts like he's at work and he takes a shit and then he walks back into the stock room and he goes guys i got an announcement to make two floaters yeah. <laughs> i just took a shit yeah like dude come on like come on like you're not announcing it no, man, everybody. if i see if I see a spider the size of a small dog, I'm telling people about it. Oh that was the biggest God. spider oh ever. Like, God, are you dude. fucking kidding me? That thing was massive. All right, so the cannibals are hungry. No one comes through this area anymore. I do like that they kind of fill you in slightly on, on certain things with Fred talking to Ruby. And, and you realize at first when, when I saw this scene, I'm like, man, why why would they keep this Fred guy alive? Is it just really the trade and whatnot? And then you learn a little bit later yeah. why he's alive there. Old man's getting ready to leave. The family rolls up. They're going to LA, movie stars and fancy cars. This is the harbinger of doom that I talked about earlier. Yo, stay on the main road, bro. Don't get off it. Don't go on the dotted lines. These are things I don't know what they're even talking about when they talk about the map. <laughs> and if it's a solid line or a dotted line, I'm like, I just know toll road or no toll route. I, that's all I know when I'm looking at a map. Dude, I miss those days. Let me say that. I do miss those days when you get the map book and order them from AAA and you'd be highlighting your path. <laughs> and then he, he knows wild. this. We've done road trips together. You make that wrong exit. You're like, where the fuck did I just end up? I'm in Valdosta. <laughs> I'm in Valdosta. <laughs> We're in the hills of eyes. <laughs> screwed so that is true you can't figure out where you are on the map that is true about that film because you could get easily lost back in the day before you had gps especially if it's like a dirt road like they were like on oh yeah easy the pack is watching them and they blow up fred's car because they don't want fred to leave and then that's when he gets into yeah i'll say some weird dialogue i guess kind of unfitting he's like there'll be hell to pay now like who is he talking to i don't know hell to pay now. yeah then he's like oh, i'm gonna go kill myself so it's like cool bro uh, we didn't get to that crazy part too that that's a little further out that's the, that's the second meeting between fred and bob the, the first meeting is when they stop at the gas he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't fill them up with gas and then go to the back and choke himself out <laughs> that's just a tuesday night for him that would, right? yeah that'd be for sexual reasons that'd be for sexual reasons so he's probably back there yeah. hanging the jacket all right <laughs> what a chaotic way to crash slowly because they're just like oh you know what's on the map this and that somehow the map gets in his face <laughs> Somehow, oh, oh, the the jet. How can I forget yeah, the these jets, jets that are well, flying remember, by? Test, I guess real it's close. It's a military test site. The old creep told you not to get off the road. What began as a vacation ended 
as a nightmare. It is, but they, like, literally, like, only one plane. There were two. There were two. There were two. And then there's no planes after that. Somebody yelled, Jesus, take the wheel. And he apparently was busy. <laughs> the, the, mother, the mother yelled that. It made me think, though, I mean, back in these desert days, it made sense for people to think they saw UFOs and all that, you know? Who knows what they were flying around at night? But yeah, how cra how close is it? Like, the rock, it was like an earthquake or whatever. It's, it's going insane. He, he, he could just slow down or stop. Why, why? What is he trying to race the jet? I don't know what's going on there. And then a bunny rabbit. I mean, you get to zoom in on the bunny <laughs> rabbit. You're safer to run over. He won't hit the tire if you run over it. You'll be fine. And no, man, he crashes his car. He's like, no, no rabbits dying tonight which, i don't know which what wildest that part that bunny rabbit makes a second return later in the movie it might have been that bunny, yeah it might have been that's either that same rabbit or the whole family rabbit because <laughs> the rabbit distracts fucking pluto for the goddamn devil dog oh yeah he yeah. does yeah. wow yeah. yeah yep he comes back for the devil dog beast. so can i say this though after the crash and everything and bob's out there drinking the coffee talking with ethel right so anyone kind of the casually just drops the in-bomb yeah he did casually just drops the in-bomb Okay, wait, yeah, I didn't get there yet. Okay, I didn't get there yet. Yeah, no, no, that's a, I, uh, that's a hard R. That was a hard I, R. I listened to it, and I'm like, that's not what he said. And I went back, and I'm like, that's not what he said. And I went back again, and I'm like... Yeah, that's exactly what he said. This is 1977. <laughs> I guess this was okay. I don't know when that was okay. I, I was like, oh, oh, that's not good. Yeah, no, that that was that was a little wild. But no, he had an awesome monologue talking about everything going on in Cleveland. All right, if you take away the hard R, man, this is a pretty awesome dialogue. I like this, <laughs> yeah, this monologue it, he's got it, going on it? there. If you take that out, because it ends with like he's gonna get killed by his goddamn wife and and the goddamn map and i was like damn yeah man if he just didn't ruin that whole monologue in the beginning like he, he instantly yeah, it was it's like how can you listen yeah. to the rest of it as soon as he said that i'm like whoa what whoa, movie am i whoa. watching what did we pick <laughs> i had to like you know what year was this made in again they're getting looked at from afar we don't get to see who who it is they're obviously being watched the music is always creepy and i feel like the music's non-stop kind of remember a scene where you kind of don't hear that in the background they started talking about how what well, what are they gonna do you know 15 mile walk how long would that take an old man i'm not sure you're probably looking at like 16 minutes or 18 minutes to walk like a mile bobby knows bobby at least knows someone killed the dog someone killed beauty should have warned everyone no one should be you know having sex in a car outside and yeah there's a lot of mistakes well like i said that's he, on he bobby got, he got trauma he got he got traumatized he's all weirded out he stopped flipping <laughs> So it's it's funny. I watched the sequel today. Also, he's only in the beginning. They definitely they kept him out for the rest of the movie. But the movie is really terrible. That but movie is is there, it's Ruby, right? I think it's like Ruby mainly in the sequel. Ruby's in it. Yeah, Ru Ruby's mainly in it, and and a team of motocross. Yeah, I, heard, I read about that. What and the hell? They they literally drive motocross. Yeah. It is so bad. It is. <laughs> Pluto's in it too. Pluto does get killed by Beast, but it's in this one. So he survived the first movie, and Beast did too. And Beast is in this one. So yeah. <laughs> It's it's so bad. I gotta say this: the sequels, I mean, the remakes. I loved. I actually liked two too. I, I thought do. two had a good yeah. story. I think Wes Craven wrote it. One, like you said, the same thing like you. I watched the the remake Brutal. before I ever saw the original, and my jaw was in my lap in the movie theater. I was like, yeah. "What the? F am I watching? What am I watching?" So I and I do yeah. equate that to what the original must have been like for people in the movie theater. They must have been blown away. Us watching it now, we're like, "Dude, I can see worse than that in the street at home, you know, in Cleveland." But watching the remake. I was like, oh my God. I was really waiting for like more gore, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre style. And I'm like, 
They're supposed to be cannibals, but, like, very little cannibal stuff actually happened. Yeah, you get one dead dog, that's it. I mean, the one guy, the one guy got his, the, he got his foot heel bit by a dog, and he was just done after that. Dude, it ripped his Achilles. I know, ripped, literally, you see it, like, yeah, you see the flesh up. Come on. I, oh, we're cutting your Achilles, me, I want to see okay. how far you go. I know, we're cutting your Achilles. Couldn't <laughs> walk it off. Everybody knows, everybody There's knows. no one walking from, that off. From bro. freaking Pet Cemetery. Hostel. Like, in Hostel. The House of Wax. When you cut the Achilles. Achilles, when you cut the House of Wax, when you cut the Achilles, you are There's done. Two in House and his of Wax. got and his got ripped off. And his got ripped Come off. Come on, bro. You're walking that off. He's a Hills Have Eyes guy. Alright, Pluto, calm down. There was a good amount, but also the original rating of this film was X and they had to cut a lot out. Yeah, I could tell. Including yeah. the the fight with Fred and Papa Juke. That fight was longer and more gory, and they cut that one down. I hit him with a tire iron and I split his face wide open. That was a bad mistake. We get the big bob at Fred's Oasis shootout instantly. Bam, bam, bam. They shoot at each other real quick. I'm like, what is going on? But how crazy is this? Like, if someone shoots at me, man, I'm not moving for a while. And if he doesn't, <laughs> Fred's hanging. <laughs> but for some reason he gets up and he's like yo let me check on the guy who just shot at me and he's hanging there dude that guy got up there quick bro so <laughs> how is that his friend i think he had the gun in his hand and he jumped <laughs> off the chair at the same time he jumped off the chair and shot at the same time <laughs> no, no, no. Yo, he was wrapping that belt quick too and just wham 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 <laughs> no let me tell you this let me tell you this as much as as much as i feel like a lot of scenes were put together very terribly and there was no script this is the scene that makes sense to me this makes no sense. <laughs> no, cause, listen, because you have a veteran cop who who knows how to make moves. He knows. Okay, I fired some shots. Shots came back. They're not shooting. That means they're probably running. So he knows, and he breaks up in there real quick. That, that means they're hanging himself. He earned the belt. <laughs> well, listen. Here's Fred's motivation. Here's what Fred was doing. Fred thought it was Papa Jupe, and Fred thought it was the Hills Have Eyes guys. And so he probably was like, "I ain't gonna let them get me. So I'm gonna choke myself out real quick. If I missed them, I ran out of." am already so that's why he went to go hang himself okay yeah no i know that that's a baller move he doesn't it's not like batman's grappling he didn't just shoot the roof and then like there was no belt hanging <laughs> <laughs> big bob walked through that room there was nothing hanging <laughs> he did a pooty tank pulled it out with that thing around <laughs> and they got it around and he fucking started swinging that shit looked like the most last minute idea he was like damn i fucking missed <laughs> and he somehow tied himself up there like no that was wild that was insane and why is Big Bob saving him? You, you got shot at, right? You open the door and the guy's hanging himself? Yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't blow your mind. You can tell me that without blow your mind. No. no? I would be like, look, why is he doing this? This is so crazy. I'd be like, look, I'll put you back up there, but like, seriously, what's going on? I just no, but he does. That's when Friends Oasis starts telling him the story about what happened. Why he's hanging himself. You got to rewrite that. Like, let Big Bob walk in on him hanging himself. Why do you have the shootout in the beginning of that? Out of all the terrible scenes in this movie, that's the one you want to rewrite? You want to rewrite the weird Scooby-Doo chase battle at the end between the rock? between Ruby, Doug, and, Mar and Mars? That you don't rewrite that terrible chase scene? No, you can. You saw how she was running with that baby, man? Those legs were just flapping, bro. <laughs> Dude, they just gave anybody that baby. They're like, oh, look, here's a rock. I'm just gonna wedge the baby in there for right now. Rattlesnake, here's a baby. Like, everyone got the baby. I'm gonna hide my knife real quick so I can take a shit, and then I'm gonna go look for my knife again. <laughs> yeah, what was that? He threw his <laughs> knife on the ground. <laughs> And he's like, this guy doesn't ever quit. I know. <laughs> Who is he commentating with? This guy doesn't quit. I know. Like, you're running for That's your life, saying. bro. That's what I'm trying to tell you. 
That is a scene that makes no sense. But you guys are hating my dog Fred that's trying to end it all, okay? He's about to be murdered. He knows it. But I like how he explains it, how Jupiter is like just this brutal devil boy that grew into a devil man. They really hyped him up, and then he didn't look that crazy. Whatever they had for makeup, I get you on a tight budget, but oh my god, I could have probably done a better job, dude. Jupiter's makeup was terrible. But yeah, he says uh, long enough for a devil kid to grow up and be a devil man. It's a good backstory. And then Jupiter jumps through the window and kills his dad with a tire iron. Man, was he, he couldn't wait to use a tire iron. He was iron waiting. He was yeah, waiting. I thought that was cool. I thought <laughs> that was cool. But how do you... Dude, you got to stab hard, bro, because now he's in the door with a tire iron in his chest. There's your choice, Blazing Me. You either get stabbed through the chest with a tire iron or you hang yourself <laughs> with your own belt, with your pants down. <laughs> Big Bob gets caught by Papa Jupe. They, they're making a distraction plan. So they, they have plans. They've done this before. I'm learning about them or I'm learning about the family with everything that's going on. And that's why I kind of, I don't know where you get the bored part of it or the wasted part. I think every scene pushes the, the story forward or an arc forward and it, and it works really well. Then you get to see the cannibal cave and Ruby eating the dog. And the cool thing about the cannibal cave is I think it's the same designer that worked on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So a lot of those props are actually hanging in the Cannibal Cave, like little bones and stuff like that that they use in, in the house of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And then Pluto is siphoning gas. Everyone is tripping in the Mojave Desert. Not in the woods, but tripping in the desert. Pluto sneaks into the camper and Bobby is locked out. This was another weird scene where, I'm sorry, I'm banging on the camper door. He just goes to the sex wagon to get a key. I'm I did think that was weird, to be honest. Yeah. I was like, why wouldn't you just bang on the door someone's going to be awake this is a guy who saw his dog murdered bobby's too. yeah bobby's character ever since beauty died i don't get i don't get what his direction was at all then you get obviously the brenda rape scene this is so brutal the mom is like hysterical seeing big bob all burnt up how did he have like like smoke coming out of his mouth because he's on fire i was trying to figure out how they did that i was like did they put like dry ice in his mouth and then you know now he got like he doesn't have a tongue anymore because you know they put dry ice in there it's the 70s probably smoking a cigarette they're just like hold it like yeah we'll, we'll, we'll see dude. Uh, smoking a cigarette then putting it in slow motion coming out That's i'm going dry ice i'm going that guy can't talk anymore <laughs> crazy thing is is a beauty apparently was a real dog carcass that they purchased they didn't go into details on how what they bought it as supposedly the sheriff sold it to him that's wild i don't i don't know how the wire cops selling dog dog bodies <laughs> how do you even ask for that anyways you go to the police station be like yeah like look you got any dead dogs around here that i could i could scoop up right quick <laughs> hey we're shooting we're shooting a movie on a tight tight budget you got dead dogs oh you have one now oh okay so anyways yeah bobby's pissed the mom's like hysterical and whatnot i like this bit where like Bobby takes his gun and he's like walking like mad like he's gonna go do something. Yeah, he does absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah, but but Bobby turns around, you're not my father. I'm, <laughs> if I'm Doug, I'm like, yeah, obviously. What's this burnt carcass in front of me, bro? I know you're not, I'm not your dad. He's right here. Like that was such a weird, you're not my father. I was like, that was such a weird sentence as he walks away with his gun. I, everything everything about that character was weirdly wedged in. So they go back and, and the mom and Lynn get back into the the camper and you know they they get wrecked pretty much they they had no hope the mom gets shot lynn actually tries to fight back and and get a good stab on mars before getting shot twice yeah no these helpless scenes are just so 
tough to watch because there's nothing these people can do. And like Brenda's like, he's messed up in the corner. Then they take the baby and they leave. And then Brenda even gets out and he puts the gun in her like mouth pretty much and clicks it. I'm like, oh my oh, God, yep. <laughs> this is such a brutal fucking scene, man. I can't imagine watching this in the movie theater in 1977. I did like the fact that everybody did try to fight and it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm going to hide and then I get caught kind of thing. Like everyone's like, yeah. all right, so this is going to happen. I'm going down swinging, which I thought was pretty cool. And I don't know if that was because like technically their dad was a cop. And so he's like, hey, if you're in a bad situation, just stab people. You know, and this is a cool bit where Pluto's bringing the the baby home that you get that juxtaposition because they're all talking on the radio like normal, like a normal family making jokes. Mercury's on a cliff like, oh, I'm going to say that joke, this and that. Like This was kind of a cool little bit to compare to the civilized family that this is normal life for them. And then Mercury gets freaking yeeted by Beast. <laughs> and Beast takes a walkie-talkie. <laughs> like, this dog is awesome. This dog's the best out of anyone. Yeah, Dude, it was a Navy SEAL dog, man. It was freaking crazy. This dog is smarter than anyone else in the entire movie. Bad or good. I agree. Any other character in the entire movie. An alternate title for this movie could have been Goddamn Devil Dog. <laughs> I would just like, put the dog in charge. Just put him in charge. Put the dog in charge. <laughs> It sniffed out the guy that was their eyes in the sky. The guy radioing them takes them out takes the goddamn radio and said I'm not done. Yeah. I'm not done. Yeah, this is my uh, battle against cats, man. Two cats can't do that. Nope. Two dog job. Fuck cats. <laughs> Fuck cats on this podcast. It's a dog podcast. We're dogs. <laughs> We're dogs here. We got dogs in us. We got dogs in our blood. Because you got that dog in you. I got that dog in me. My dad got that dog in him. That's right, sweetie. You know what's funny? Actually, this is going to go you know, it's, This is gonna go really right field right now, but if we were animals, I could see me and you being dogs and Nibar being a cat. So that makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, looked, yeah. You know, he would cat. be a cat. Yeah. Uh, he'd be a cat right away. Super cat. Super cat. And we would be dogs. I'd be an old, big old, hairy, ugly dog. I'd be a big old, <laughs> ugly, hairy dog. You'd be one of those like prissy dogs, one of those like <laughs> stick your butt up in the air all the time dogs. You'd be sticking your butt up in the air all the time like a dog. Um, <laughs> and then Nibar, Nibar would totally be a cat. Nibar would totally be a cat. Nibar would totally be a cat just sauntering around, just kind of sauntering around like this and doing that little claw thing. That's Nibar. Okay, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> he likes to lay on things that are warm and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and boxes. And boxes. boxes. I hate you guys. All right, so this was an unsettling scene with Papa Jupe talking to the dead dad while eating his freaking arm or whatever. Oh, I did think that was cool. Yeah, that was cool. That was awesome. And and I love that weird looking like head of the dad. Like it looks it doesn't look real, but it's so freaky looking and and weird. And the family's like cheering him on like, "Yeah, you did right. You did right. That is total unsettling creepiness." I love that that scene. Yeah, I thought that was super cool. And I think the the reason why he looked more jacked and, and that, like, obviously, they probably used, like, a fake head or whatever. But I thought they would have, like, he would have got cooked more or, like, his flesh would have got peeled off. Like, I think they did more to the body than just move his burnt body over there. Yeah. So I think they had already started, like, tearing it apart. And then he has this, like, I'm going to murder your kids kind of thing, even though he was going to do that to begin with anyways. <laughs> so they go on. They, they realize Mercury's dead. So now they're like, oh, we didn't Mars. You didn't finish the job. You suck. We got to go kill the rest of them. This is kind of I don't know. I found a little humorous, but super weird. When Bobby pretty much gets tricked on the radio to tell them that they have one gun. Oh, that was so funny. And two bullets. <laughs> 
shit. And Pluto's like making ripping into them about it. Oh, what is your defense condition? Like, like he like says it again. That was hilarious. That was hilarious. I thought that was so funny. You need to stand on your head. And yeah. then Bobby's like, okay, I gotta stand on my head. Okay, what else do I need to do? He can do it. Yeah. <laughs> He's the one guy in this in this movie that can do He's it. He's like, finally my time to shine. <laughs> I thought that was really clever, and I thought it was really funny. Oh, yeah. It was super smart. So, Beast is stalking Papa Jupe and Pluto. That was an interesting scene, too, where Beast is just standing next to the bush, and then you see Papa Jupe and Pluto walk in front of him. I'm like, what is going on here? Like, it was like some Michael Myers dog going on right now. I'm telling you, I feel like half the movie was Cujo, dude. They were, like, not sure where they're going with the script. Dude, the, the fucking dog also filmed it. He was he was the DP on the film. You wouldn't know what's wild this goes to the sequel again being so freaking bad so in the sequel you see a lot of these scenes in the first one they have flashbacks so ruby has a flashback the beginning bobby has a whole ending of this film flashback and then because it's the same fucking dog midway through the movie for some reason they do a camera shot of the dog and then it's a flashback to when he's fighting pluto i'm like the dog's having a flashback in this fucking movie <laughs> it's wild it's so crazy <laughs> Yeah, I was reading that uh, what that this was a whole essentially a cash grab for Wes Craven. That he was just like, look, I just need to make some money. Let's just fill it in with scenes from the first movie. We'll shoot a couple extra scenes and put it on. So that's probably why every other scene's a flashback. So Beast is stalking him, and he tears the Achilles of Pluto, which to the manly man of Nebar can just walk that off somehow. Just walk it off. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Look, you're like a desert person. You're a desert person that eats people. Walk it off. Our first ever live event as a podcast, we're going to have a live cutting of one of Nebar's Achilles tendons, <laughs> and everyone's going to watch him. And you have to finish the podcast episode. Everyone's going to watch him. No, he's going to walk. He's got to walk 10 <laughs> steps. 10 steps. He's not getting any medical care until our episode is finished. Look, all I need to do is eat, like, somebody's arm or something because, you know, that's how cannibals do it. And you're, like, good to go. So the devil dog finishes the job by biting his throat. What kind of wild trap is this for Papa Jupe, all right? We're going to take our dead mom... Put her on a chair. Oh my God, I know. We're going to hope know, he walks in this circle of this, <laughs> this rope that we have. And we're going to pull him. Talk about a terrible mousetrap, home alone trap. First of all, like I said, like I said, the one thing I want to give credit to is it shows you that they're literally dragging their dead mother's body out in the desert <laughs> as a bait. As bait. You could, like, if I was shooting this, I'd, I would tell the mom to keep, like, muttering, like, not dead yet <laughs> shut up mom <laughs> i need med- i need medical attention oh please jesus mom mom you're ruining the plan you're ruining the plan shut up stuff something in her mouth where's the cactus you know so i agree with you they set up a weird pulley system with the freaking car and they're gonna blow up the rv dude you're still stuck in the desert even if you killed papa jupe what are you gonna do in the heat now a couple things which i'm so happy i watched the sequel now because the sequel has a similar effect with a pulley he literally pulls a string to drop a candle that lights gas on fire away from the bad guy it's so weird doesn't make any sense (laughs) but also they had a second trap inside the rv why isn't that gasoline all over your mom and all over that area for when he gets there and then just like that area i thought that was a trap no i think it was smart except for you gotta obviously board up the windows dude you, you can't give him an exit you can't give him an exit let him get in but what instead they should have probably had the mom like half hanging out of the rv that's <laughs> waving <laughs> have her do like have her do like a weekend at bernie's or like uh like a home alone with what he does with the, the, the hey 
Hey, Jupiter, we got fried chicken up in here. We got fried chicken and fried dog, Jupiter. Come on in. <laughs> that, yeah, no, that, that ending's wild. I, uh, I honestly don't think anybody really saw them setting up the mom as like, like a thing. <laughs> it's like a trap. Like, I was just like, wow. Okay. I really thought when Bobby picks up his head and puts the gun there, with that scene with Brenda, where she's just, like you said, swinging the axe, swinging the axe, that's one of the scenes that I enjoyed from a filmmaking aspect. And that's what I got from the movie, and I like that at the end of the movie, really all three of them kind of just release that animalistic anger. Well, how wild is that for the end of we we, we talk about the baby tossing around between Doug, between God, Ruby, so between much. Rattlesnake. He can't beat this guy who's I'm pretty sure his artery is cut open. Uh, he shouldn't be able to move that well. Well, he got stabbed like 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 a night ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then look, yo, a rattlesnake to the neck? That's awesome. They fought back. Anything was a weapon. I, I wasn't I didn't have that on my bingo card. This is what I'm talking about. Where yes, exactly. Where does it go that she freaking grabs a snake and then sets it on his neck like got you, motherfucker? Yo, she used the perfect I guess she was carrying the stick around, but it was like a Y stick and she put it right around the head. (laughs) (laughs) Convenient. Real convenient rattlesnake stick. I did see that and I'm like, how did she even get a freaking like stick to do this i thought she was just gonna grab it you know she's like a wild feral person you know you'd think you'd just be able to grab the rattlesnake she'd make those sticks all over this and hide them in random bushes <laughs> in case she ever needed to get through her snakes i mean that's believable that the cannibals do hide shit in random what? areas you know just just snake why wouldn't sticks? they they have it all mapped snake out sticks and also Wes craven how, how cool is this uh, like he went to i guess a library or whatever to yep. read about something or learn to get the story because he he had to develop this whole story they wanted him to do kind of based it on a, a this legend of sawney bean which apparently was a, a head of a 48 person clan but what made him want to make this movie and the idea of it was when they were ar- arresting bean and his clan of cannibals they actually tortured them and hung them so they were just as animalistic when they were supposed to be the civilized people and that's where he got kind of this similar idea with the the hills of eyes we don't we don't rate the classics film is well done we went through the whole whole movie let's go with what are you leaving in the hills have eyes Nibar? i'm moving that dog because if we ever get invaded by like another country and they just decide to like you know take over that part of the desert first you know like if russia comes over and they like just helicopter over like a bunch of troops into our country and they just end up going to that particular desert dogs fucking them all up beast fucking rainbow beast. six style beast beasting it up i'm gonna leave a bag of marshmallows so ruby and uh the rest of the family can use those snake sticks she has to make some s'mores off of off of old bob i was just gonna say after the dad right they're gonna just yep off of old flaming bob make some s'mores i'll leave a bottle of jim bean for mama to drink because mama needs her jim bean a couple things for all the viewers out there if you guys like like our episodes and you you want to contribute you think there's a, a movie that you really want to hear us talk about or you want us to check out that we may have never seen please please send us an email tripping in the woods podcast at gmail.com if we select one of your movies we'll have you we you know we may have you on as a guest guest host to come on here and, and talk with us and debate us a little bit and have some fun tripping in the woods tripping Trip. in the woods Trip, tripping in the, woods. in the woods thank y'all for listening to another episode of tripping in the woods podcast man i don't know where my friends went but if you guys are still alive it'd be real cool if you came back for more haha <laughs>